his childhood in South Africa, living with his mother and abusive stepfather. I will be asking Thomas and Sam different questions and we'll be having a free-flowing discussion about the book. So I guess I'll just start with asking the first question, which is in the first chapter of the book, religion with Trevor's mother was a big topic and how they went to three different churches every single weekend. And my question to you is, what are your thoughts on this? And how did you think this affects his childhood? I think that because of his naughty personality, that he relies on God to get him out of trouble because he doesn't have anyone to help him because his mom is not going to help him. His mom is going to punish him. So all he can do is pray to God. And I think that has built like a really strong relationship with God over all the times that he's been misbehaving. Yeah, I think, I think um, that makes a lot of sense. And then also, I think, so just being able to have those three different communities. I mean, he was given like a different outlook in each church because one was white, one was mixed and one was black. And so I think having those three different communities and like, people at the churches gave him like different points of view on different matters. Yeah. And also with the experience of going to three different churches with three different kinds of people, I think it was like kind of preparing him for the real world when no one is like you. So you have to be prepared to like deal with all kinds of people. Yeah. But I think the most interesting thing about the preparing for the real world was that later in the book, it's very clear that he wasn't well prepared because he wasn't aware of these situations, white and black. He was just aware of people. And I think that he was just very young at this time that he didn't process it like in a person who's experienced the world for a longer amount of time, like thinking of the stereotypes and the thought that other people have when it comes into race. He, he just saw everyone as people and he didn't understand at that time. So I think I, I wouldn't necessarily agree that it prepared him, but it definitely gave him experience with other people outside of his culture. Yeah, I would say maybe it didn't prepare him, but it did show him that his mom had dedication and like, he knew she wasn't going to let them slide and not go to not go to a church. They had to go to three like, every Sunday. And I think it showed him what dedication can do. And that may have helped later in his life. His mother liked how Trevor was so involved with her beliefs in Christianity that she respected him or was more kind to him in ways because Trevor was such a naughty kid, as Thomas said. I think it's something that also Trevor uses as leverage in a way, just to, he, he's bad, but so he gets a little bit better in his mom's eyes. Yeah, and I think his mom doesn't really care that he has a different perspective on Christianity. I just think she cares that he believes in God and that he believes in Christianity. But I think that she's fine with him taking like his own spin on it. Definitely. So the next question, a few chapters later, was this situation at school. It's actually very related to what we were talking about, how the church is white, black, and mixed. And the situation at recess where he was in a class with all white kids and he thought there weren't any black kids in the school, but he went outside for a recess and white kids were on one side of the playground 
and black kids were on the other. And he was left right in the middle. And he didn't know which side to go to because there were no mixed racial or as they called it in the book, colored kids in this school. So he was left for the situation to choose where to go because he can't intermingle with both groups because then he'll be viewed as an, a more of an outcast or just not necessarily correct because that's not what the correct thing was at the time. So what were your opinions on this whole situation? I think that it was kind of a situation that I can't relate to because first of all, like most of the kids in Scarsdale are white. And second of all, if there is a black kid or a colored kid or anyone else, no one cares really. Like everyone treats everyone else the same in Scarsdale. So I feel like it's just such a crazy situation, especially because he was a young kid that I just, I don't know what I would have done. It's crazy that he had like the bravery and courage to choose. I agree. I, I can't relate to it at all, but he didn't really choose specifically. He, the Indian kid in his class, like found him and found out that he could speak many different languages and brought him over to the group of black kids. With his help, he was able to find a group of people. I also think it was that he was raised in a black community, that he was able to relate better to the kids at recess or this break, who knows what they called it actually recess, but this break that they had in the school day where they got to interact with each other more so than they would in the classroom which doesn't happen that much now because of COVID, which I think we'd all love not to have, not, not to have. But um, I think that because he was brought up in a black society, in a black community, he is socially in a way a black child, but visually a colored or mixed racial child. And I think it's the social aspect that, the groups almost find more important because they just don't understand each other. And I think also like Trevor was able to relate with all of the black kids because he, he could speak their languages. And like, it's not like that they all spoke one language and he could speak their language. It's there were like multiple different languages that Trevor's mom taught him how to speak. And that was like, I think like the biggest thing that she helped him prepare for in the real world that he could relate to other people and gave a bunch of examples like when he was like walking down the street and like a bunch of kids were walking behind him and they were and he could understand them but they didn't know that he could understand them so he was like like I know you're trying to do this but like I can speak your language so you don't have to beat me up and that is saved him a bunch of times yeah, I, I just think how amazing his mother is in certain ways, other ways, not so much that her view on cohesiveness and everyone's together is something that's not very relevant of that time period, even though it was only 20 years ago. But I think that part that she was open minded to everyone is something that's not typical of that time and sometimes not here now but it's just incredible that she raised him the way it's going to be in the future, not the way it is in the present and her views, like the, in a way, the correct view. 
of how how, how things should be and that she wanted him to be able to do it so teaching those languages was the way of him being able to be with kids of different races so the next question was about the absence of his father in this whole book where basically the situation was his mother was dating his father and his mother wanted a child his father didn't but the biggest problem was his biological father is white while his biological mother is black. And that situation of having a child interracially in that time in South Africa was actually illegal. So Trevor's father was quite against this situation, even though they did end up having a child. But Trevor's father was never very involved in this child that he helped create. So what were your opinions on his father, and how do you think that also shaped Trevor? I think it's a little unfair to his father because he only got to see his kid once a week, even though he wasn't like married to his child's mother. Like he still loved him just as much. And I think it's unfair, but also I think kind of was fair because his mother wanted to raise him by herself and she definitely could. So like is it was it's definitely a complicated relationship as all split households are. I wouldn't say anything like where because I know his dad wanted to see him all the time and it was just hard because I mean his dad was white and he was mixed and so if he was seen with his mom and dad at the same time and like there were and there was like a point in the book where it said that one time he was in the park and he kept calling his dad daddy and his dad had to like run away from him because they could the cops could have been called they could have been arrested i know which is crazy i think it's so sad that he's not able to have this open relation like like not not open relationship but public relationship with this man who is also his father just because of the racism that occurs in this country at this time and it's not right and it's also unfair to trevor because he wasn't the one that decided this it just happened and he deserves a normal child to like every other child but as we've seen with pretty much every single one of these questions so far that's not the case and i think it's pretty amazing that trevor turned out the way he did without a steady father in his life because like i saw some statistic the other day that the vast majority of kids who don't have a father end up in jail or like on the streets and even like trevor like technically went to jail like for a little bit but it was just like weighed out his uh jury date is a trial date so i think it's pretty amazing that he was able to escape south africa and like make it to America and like having like a good job. Yeah. And um, it, it said like at some point in his life, he wondered if his dad like still like kept track of him and knew what he was doing. And when he finally was able to meet up with him like 10 years later or something, he was, he felt so happy when he found out that his dad had like a whole binder 
full of newspaper articles and photos and different things because he had been keeping track of Trevor for all those years. I thought that was also crazy. It was just a nice moment in the book. It's a book that's not filled with great moments. Yeah, it was really heartwarming. Another thing with his mother is that when they went to the supermarket, Trevor wanted this candy apple, or it might have been a caramel apple, one, one of the two. And his mother did not want to buy it for him. So Trevor made this whole scene, as you might have seen in the store before, where some child wants something, but the parent doesn't want to buy it. So the child has an outburst. In that case, the child was Trevor. But as a parent usually would either buy it for them or reprimand the child, Trevor's mother went a completely different route and decided to say Trevor was not his son, her son at checkout, and pretty much forced him to put down the apple and run out after her. So she didn't have to buy it for him. And it's the fact that his mother is white and Trevor is colored or mixed racial that she was able to do that. So what, again, what were your opinions on this situation? Yeah, I think that speaks a lot to like the nature of their relationship that his mother is able to kind of like play pranks on him and like joke around with him because she knows that he'll be fine and that he'll forget about it. And that like, that's like one of her main parenting tactics that she's always like making jokes. And I think that really helps Trevor learn his sense of humor, but also she can be stern. So it like helps him like be like a well-rounded character. Yeah. And I don't know, how old was Trevor? Was he like seven or eight? Yeah, he was pretty young. Yeah, Yeah, he's pretty young and I can't, the relationship he had with his mother had to be very strong because if you didn't have like the strong relationship with your parent and they told you that they weren't your mom or dad, I think that would, it like, it really shocked Trevor and he kept like saying, no, this is my mom. No, you're my mom. Trying to, trying to get her to say, yeah, I was just joking. I'm your mom, but she didn't. And I think if that had been a child with a with a relationship that wasn't as strong, that could have really like torn them apart. Yeah, I think like that's a really good point that like a child with a weak relationship with their parent would have almost believed them in a way. And Trevor was adamant that that was his mother. I think it also made a very uncomfortable situation for the lady at checkout. Yeah. She just didn't understand what was going on. She was like, she she was probably thinking very well, this could be his mother, but his mother is saying no. So what do I do? And the checkout lady couldn't do anything. So she just had to ring up their, their purchase and clearly not the toffee apple, candy apple, caramel apple, whatever it was she just had to sit there and in this uncomfortable situation that was again, all because of race and stereotypes and prof and racial profiling. Yeah, for sure. So the next question is in school, cause he was an outcast because he was a colored child. He was able to do certain things that people who were not outcasts wouldn't be able to do. 
And one of the biggest things, which actually led into his after, like his life after after high school, he had this in-school hustle of selling pirated CDs where he would take find music online and put it onto a CD and sell it in school for a very cheap, but still make a profit because he did it all on his own. And this is obviously illegal, but he was able to do it. So what were your thoughts on this situation? Yeah, I think this also kind of plays in to the absence of his father, that he didn't have two parents making an income and he didn't have a father for him for like to set example for him. So he decided that he needed to make money on his own. And he was really creative about it and he knew what people liked. And again, like the situation with the color of his skin allowed him to move in between different groups of people without being like, without being criticized because he was like both. So I think like the mentality for him to just like be able to make money is something that's unique to people who are outcasts, I guess. He was very resourceful with how he did it. And as he grew older and got more into it, he was able to go to different people who were trying to sell stuff and be or like white people who were scared to sell it to black people and were like, hey, um, if you give me this percent of your like profit, I will sell. I will I will sell your stuff to the black kids. And because of like him being able to speak many different languages and he wasn't specifically one race, I think it definitely helped him to be able to like grow his business. Yeah. And like you said, he was really resourceful with the way he created his CDs, which is true, but he wasn't resourceful with the way that he like spent his money after he made the money, which I find kind of odd because he was so poor and he just decided to spend all of his money on McDonald's. And like, I was surprised that his mother wasn't stricter about it because she like, she obviously knew that he was going to McDonald's every day and she knew that he was making money. So I don't know why she didn't like force him to uh, save it up or spend it on more useful things. Well, I think she may have decided, okay, you know, this is his money. He's making it. Like, I'm going to let him spend it how he wants. And also, him spending it at McDonald's made him feel like he was connected to America, which was a very, very big thing for people in um, South Africa. And so I think she knew that it made him feel like he was richer than he actually was and made him feel like he had more, had like a higher social class. All right. So I definitely agree with everything you guys were saying. And the next thing also in a way has to do with money, but not so much was he met this new friend and they became inseparable and they continuously shoplifted from this one store that had these alcohol filled chocolates. He described them how there was like liquid on the inside, but it was chocolate. I would assume it'd be like some sort of infused thing. Sound, this thing sounds very fancy, but they were able to shoplift through the gate that they had 
in the store to protect the merchandise, but these chocolates were right at the front. So he can just stick his hand and grab it and then they run out or eat them, whatever, whatever they did. But one night they got caught and they got in a lot of trouble. And there was this whole situation of them running away. And Trevor told his friend to come with him, follow him. But Trevor's friend didn't trust him because he thought it was a dead end that the way Trevor was running. So Trevor never got caught, but his friend did. And this situation was crazy because in the end at school, they started questioning Trevor because they found out that his friend got caught, but never snitched on Trevor. And Trevor never actually got caught because on the tapes, Trevor's skin was white because it was a black and white tape and they can only see white and black. So they, they, the, the camera thought Trevor was white. So that's what it came across as when they watched it over. So Trevor was able just to deny it and they never thought otherwise. And this situation was very interesting. And what did you guys think about it? Yeah, I thought that was just another example of his like mixed skin color, like helping him in different situations. Like it helped him sell merchandise and it helped him get away from the police, which like, I think Trevor, like he put it in the book on purpose because he wanted to show that like he was being mixed is not a bad thing. Like every skin color is good and it has its benefits. And like, I was thinking, I think he was just trying to tell people that he is proud of his skin color and that just because like his parents didn't have, like just because his parents weren't married doesn't mean he's not proud of his skin color. Because he was colored, he was able to escape from like questionings and things like that. And I think his mom knew, I don't think, she had like any doubt in her mind, but um, with like officials, he was just lucky. I like I I I don't know if I would say because yes, he was born like a literally a crime being mixed, but it helped him escape from crime because of the way that cameras were back then. Yeah, that was a really good connection. So another hustle that evolved from his music career of not, not music career, but selling his CDs in school was DJing because he realized that because he had a computer and all these CDs and downloaded music that he had from selling the CDs, he was able, he was one of the few people that was able to play thousands of different songs easily. And he didn't have to pay someone else for the music. So he realized he can DJ with his own stuff and not have to buy anything new and get paid for it. And this whole situation, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it, just the different aspects of it. But what were your opinions? I thought that it was like his DJing gigs, like kind of evolved, as you said, out of the CD business because he learned how to work with computers and he learned how to make like playlists where like the music transitioned into each other. And he was really the only person who could do that. So he like, because he was involved with computers, 
like his money-making mind kind of realized what other opportunities were out there for him and he went out and got it. I don't know. I think he was just having that confidence from knowing how to get that music before and already having that experience really like pushed him along because I don't think with, without, without having, you know, pirated CDs before um, he, I don't think he would have been able to build up his DJ business to the point where he was like traveling to different um, towns to DJ. Yeah. And I think, and I think it was really cool that he was able to like develop the DJing business so much that he had like advanced software and he had his own dance crew and they went all around like different towns in South Africa playing their music because his way of DJing was so innovative and no one had really ever seen it before. Yeah. And then, um, he got like a bunch of the equipment um, from like the people he had kind of like gotten into pirating CDs and stuff with back in like school when he was just starting to earn money. And like, without those connections, it, I think he got like a CD reader from someone without, without that, he would never have been able to build up his, business okay so the next topic is trevor's stepfather had a lot of old used cars that were in really bad condition but still drove and trevor would drive them occasionally without his father know uh, stepfather knowing and he'd put old plates that his stepfather also had onto the cars so a cop ran the plates as he was driving and realized these plates were not active and pulled him over and eventually got arrested because the cop assumed he was driving a stolen car, which was half true, but he went to jail for a period of time because he wasn't able to pay out the bail to go to, to, to go home and wait for his court date. So what was your opinions on his time in jail? I thought that like the game that all the people in jail were playing was it was it was all like a mind game that they were trying to play because they didn't want to be like the lesser man in jail and so they tried to like whenever a new person came in they tried to like make themselves look like 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 an alpha male and when once trevor had already been there for like a couple weeks he started to um, realized that people were afraid of colored people because there was like a stereotype that colored criminals were like the worst type of criminals. So he started to put on this facade that he was like a really hardcore criminal to try and intimidate people not to like hurt him, even though he was really like soft on the inside. Yeah. And um, along with the game they're playing um after like a few days weeks i'm not sure the amount of time he was there but um this guy that he called hulk came in and um hulk was very strong and 
it looked like he murdered someone. He, like Trevor said, it looked like he was in there for like a real crime, unlike him and probably most of the other people in that cell. And so oh, he was really, I guess, like kind of scared of him. But he helped Hulk because he didn't speak the same language as the guard and got to know him and realized that Hulk was in there for like shoplifting. Like, I think he stole a PlayStation or something. And he found out that Hulk had a family and was just trying to support them and realized, hey, like, this could be me in a few years if I don't like turn my life around and start doing something. Like, I could end up in jail because I was shoplifting to help my family. And it gave him a new perspective on life where he was, where he realized, he said, okay, I have to do something with my life because I don't want to end up like Hulk. Like Hulk will end up back in jail in like three or four months, but I can steer clear of jail for like the rest of my life if I try. Yeah, that was only a, that, yeah, that was only a turning point when he kind of realized he needed to do something to turn his life around. Definitely. It was a very life-changing experience for him, even though it was so harmful in a way. It was also so eye-opening to him and being to see how he doesn't want to live his life this way. And we're coming up on the end of our podcast now. So the last three questions are all mixed together. It's this whole last chapter is about the life of his mother and the hardship she went through. And I'm just going to leave this fairly open-ended, but his stepfather was very abusive to his mother and they had many altercations and fights, which led to his mother going to the police station and trying to file a report. But that got denied because the Policemen were thinking, this is ridiculous. She, the husband didn't actually do something. And that's another thing more about gender than it is about race. It could have also been involved in race. And because of his abusive father also, they had to live at his father's mechanic shop because they didn't have enough money to own a house. So all these Topics are very just open-ended for discussion now, I think. Yeah, I think the way his stepfather treated his mom showed Trevor that he met, like, it was like kind of like a warning that he never, ever wanted to be like that. And he never, ever wanted to treat a woman like that, especially because most of the parental and like the adults in his life were women. So, like, when he saw his stepfather, Abel, hitting his mom, he was just, like, disgusted by that. I have to say, when I was reading the book, and I was reading the part where his mom tried to go to the police station and was telling them, like, no, you have to believe me. You have to file, you have to let me file something against um, him because it was, it was just so frustrating reading it because I was sitting there and thinking like oh my gosh I can't imagine being in this situation where my mom is trying to file something against my stepdad and the police are laughing at her and telling her that 
it was just like it wasn't it wasn't real or that she's being too dramatic and then when Abel came in and he told the police he's like yeah sorry I overreacted it won't happen again and the police were like yeah we get we get you women are hard to handle and like I was like just reading that I don't know like I wanted to like throw the book I was I was so frustrated yeah and I think that when you're telling the truth and someone else doesn't believe you that's like the most frustrating thing ever because you know that you're telling the truth and sometimes they even know it too and they're just doing to spite you just they're just doing it out of spite so i yeah i agree that part was really hard to read and i also think it was forming a boys club out of nowhere just because they understood what was going on for Trevor's stepfather that they were willing to stick up for him because they understood that he probably actually did do something wrong, but they saw that they can't let one of their own get in all this trouble. I think that was another big part of it. Yeah. And I also think that the way that Trevor's stepfather Abel was raised that like he was raised in a totally male dominant part of South Africa where men were like totally super like they were thought of as totally superior and that when he moved when he lives with such an independent woman he just can't handle it yeah like where he lived where he was brought up woman and would have to bow to the men and like they weren't able to speak without men's permission and Trevor's mom was very progressive like Abel was very I guess like you can say old-fashioned and he was just not married to the right person for his views and beliefs yeah for sure and I was confused that they ever felt fell in love but I guess love is a weird thing. I think the reason why, though, is because how Trevor's mom got to know Abel was through them bringing their car to the, me- to the mechanic shop where Abel worked. And Abel was, ha- ha- Abel had to be kind to his customers. So it made it seem Abel was an angel and he was so sweet. But I think the biggest problem is when Abel was drinking and he was not sober because at work he was very likely to be sober, if not guaranteed to be. But at home, definitely not. Yeah, good point. And I think the way that Abel, like the way that he thought he could treat Trevor's mom was because he was so nice to her in the past that he thought like, oh, like I'm allowed to do this because it's just like, like I feel like I need to like take control of her when he knows that that's not true. And then he like resorts like in the end to actually shooting her. 
it's just because like it's just so many built up emotions in him that he just couldn't take it anymore and he just unleashed all of his anger and that is just not acceptable yeah definitely and how and how you're raised definitely plays into your adult life i mean i'm sure when he was younger he was taught to like be kind to people and he was but at the same time he was taught that people were men and women really weren't people yeah, I just think the whole shooting your wife was absurd. And I don't think there's much more you can honestly say about it because there isn't much more to it than what we said, that it was just a terrible marriage, a terrible relationship with two people that are not suited for each other. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad people. It, cl clearly, Trevor's mother is a better person. But Abel still had some problems that very likely could have been fixed with the drinking and a little bit of understanding. And it's not like he's a bad, bad person. But it's just a terrible, terrible situation. Unbelievably, Trevor's mom survived a bullet to the head, which was a miracle. I don't know. That was just... It seems like it's unreal. Like the bullet like went through her head and missed every important nerve by like less than a centimeter. Yeah, like I said, it was just a miracle. Definitely. I think this whole book was very insightful into ways that aren't the ways of our modern society where we have helped to solve some of these problems they're nowhere near perfect and nowhere near great but they're so much better than what we've seen they used to be and i think it's not good to live in a society like we live in today with racism and um all these other problems if it's lgbtq rights um attacks against females um, any, any of these problems that we do see in our modern society with what people feel, view as lesser than is still a major problem and it's nowhere near solved, but it's something that we're working towards more so than they were 20 years ago in South Africa, which is a great step in to the right path, but there's still so much more work that needs to be done, but that concludes the podcast we hope you enjoyed and we